Yuki cards. Today on the show, I have my friend Taryn, uh, the greatest librarian in the world, perhaps. And we talk about the Queen. This is Kip interviews his friends. Hi, Taryn. <clears throat> Hi, Kev. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how's the, like, school industry teaching you? I mean, treating you? Uh, it's okay. It's, uh, I had to, this week, I had to cover all my shelves in plastic and, like, hide them away from COVID. Really? Yeah, because the class is moving into the library because there wasn't enough room for them. So I had to cover them all up. You had to cover all the books in plastic. Yeah, it looked like Patrick Bateman's apartment and that's a good vibe to it, I think. What Patrick Bateman's apartment in what's that movie called again? Um American Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so like one time I um I went to my landlord's house be- like before I moved in to sign the rent and all his furniture was covered in like plastic and I literally thought I was going to be murdered. That's what I think about covering things with plastic. <laughs> did he live there? Or did yeah. he just move in? No, he lived there. They, they were just like one of those like we have to protect all our assets kind of people. <laughs> but so he would sit on the plastic. Yeah, like those plastic coverings for couches. Like that can't be comfortable in the summer. I don't even understand how people live like that. <laughs> like, like every money is more important than being happy. Like it's so gross. Like Saran? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. And it's, like, I, I don't know if it's to keep them clean, but the Saran wrap is filthy. Like, <laughs> so, like, it's not like she's keeping herself clean. Like, she touches the dirty remote anyways. That's so odd. <laughs> the world is full of just, like, this weird, so many weird, odd people. I I don't understand why you just don't want to, like, you know what it comes from? It's like a I want to control my environment thing. They must be so anxious all the time. Yeah. And these are probably the same people who, like, wouldn't, like, they're not keeping their couches clean to resell them. Like, they probably wouldn't do that, so I don't know. Nobody wants to buy someone else's old couch. <laughs> you get old couches for free. Like, there's no value in an old couch. It's free. Or I don't want it. Like, <laughs> it's such an odd way to live. I'll never understand it. But, I mean, I'm not going to judge. I just I, I just don't understand it. That's all. As long as I don't have to sit on their couch, I guess it's fine. Yeah. As long as I don't get murdered, that's fine. Do whatever you want. Cover everything with plastic. Just don't murder me. Could I imagine oh, yeah, getting murdered? The children, the 
the children are going to be afraid that they're going to be murdered, I think. And it's actually, okay, it's actually really sad because, so these are the grade mm-hmm. sixes that are moving into the library, and they've never been in the library yet because they haven't been allowed all year. And so this is their first experience in their middle school library. And it just, it's so awful. Oh, God, their first experience in a middle school library and it's covered in plastic <laughs> and you can't touch the books? <laughs> no, they can't touch the books. They can't, like, walk around them. So I'm still delivering books to classrooms, which is good. I'm glad I can still do that. So in their class, like, when I'm getting books off the shelves, I have to, like, go under the plastic and pull them all off and then, like, emerge back out of the plastic. <laughs> It sounds like a construction site. <laughs> it looks like one. Like, it looks like it's about to get a makeover, but it's it's not. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so... Also, I don't really think that this is preventing anything. <laughs> I know. That's the worst part. It's like, a, it's like, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a zit. It's still there. You still got a zit. <laughs> That's what Nelly was doing this whole time. Who? Nelly. Oh. <laughs> I always thought that. I always thought maybe he had like a little blemish or birthmark there. <laughs> he totally I did. Was on to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you have abs. We know you have a blemish. <laughs> and that's unforgivable. <laughs> unforgivable blemish. And he knew it, and that's, and that's why he was in St. Louis covering his blemish. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he would be wildly popular still if it weren't for that band-aid blemish. <laughs> He's still pretty popular. He did, like, a duet with Tim McGraw, like, in, like, 2008. Oh, yeah. Was that Country Grammar? No, no. That was the title of his album, the... The Tim McGraw song was called All I Remember is in the music video is Airplanes. Getting off of airplanes. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, because if, if you're going to be cool and rich and like a celebrity, airplanes have to be around. Wait, this was 2008? No, it's probably earlier than that. 2008. Okay. Six maybe two thousand four. I don't know. I have trouble okay. keeping track of time. Cause I just did this trivial trivia pursuit question, mm-hmm. and I learned that Tim McGraw took like a fourteen year hiatus, and then went on a world tour in like two thousand fourteen. With no, no way he did it. No way. Yeah. Oh, I had no I, idea. I'm pretty sure that was a. It was Trivial Pursuit. Tim McGraw took a 14-year hiatus? No way. I think... He I was, think so. Okay, so when did Taylor Swift become, like, for... When was Taylor Swift's first album? Like, when I was 18. Uh, so 2005, and then she toured with Tim McGraw, and then... Oh, and then he came out with that album. Actually, it all makes sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate... She- she got big she toured with him uh do i do you want to hear the story yes 
Okay, so this is what happened. Taylor Swift comes from one of the richest families in Pennsylvania, like old money. And she wanted she, to... Pardon? Did she live on like a Christmas tree farm or something? Uh, probably not. Um, anyway, so <laughs> she wanted... She wanted to be a singer-songwriter, so her dad bought Big Machine Records, signed Tim McGraw, and told him to tour with Taylor Swift as the opener. So for her 16th birthday, her dad bought her Tim McGraw, and that's how Taylor Swift became famous. But she has a song called Tim McGraw. Is that all fake? Well, no, she probably loves Tim McGraw, but her dad bought Tim McGraw for her. How could he? Oh, I guess if he's just that rich, because well, he, he was already he owns so. he owns Big Machine, so and that's the record label. So if you can just you can buy artists as long as you sign them with a contract, bam. But why would he do that? Because he would have already been with a label. Because of money, more money. Anyway, someone told me that. I don't know if it's true. But I believe it is, because it makes sense. Why? Yeah, why wouldn't it be? I think that that makes more sense than him just, like, discovering she had a song about him. And was like, oh, this girl's good. I'll bring her on tour. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. That It was definitely not like that. It's all nepotism. I guess it's only true for Justin Bieber. Yeah, only Bieber was the only one who just made it, just from Don't YouTube tell videos. Me his mom bought him Usher. Are you kidding? No way. <laughs> Bieber is just pure talent. To be honest, you though, can tell in their bond, that's not a bot bond. I actually love Bieber. <laughs> I think his songs are great. I mean, like not the early stuff when he was like still working under like the Usher machine. But, like, after that, he just keeps getting better. I don't mind it. And he's got it's a great... Okay. He's, got, he's got a good voice. And that Dan and Shay song... Sorry, I'm a huge fan of Dan and Shay. But okay. 10,000 Hours, or whatever it is, love it. I don't know it. Oh, that's a hit. Whatever. Do Dan and Shay... Do they have that tequila song? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like, I like them a lot. It's really, it's really sad of me, but... Um, it's just good pop music. Hey, you like what you like. Yeah, I'm allowed to like it's whatever catchy, I like. It's catchy. Yeah. And it's popular for a reason. Yeah, because it's good. Yeah. I'm not one of those people who like uh, listen to music because it's cool. In fact, I hate cool music. Well, I, why would anybody... I, guess, I mean, I'm sure people do do this. But like... They would have to like it on some level. I I actually am starting to question this because, like, I just listen to music that I, like, I'm like, I like this. Or, like, I watch movies and I'm like, I like this. But, like, when I was, like, 20-something, like, early 20s, I was like, I'm going to watch all the artsy things, like, learn about the artsy music. And... I would, like, force myself to like things that were just kind of, like, artsy to the point of being, like, boring. You know what I mean? So did you ever, 
Like, when you were in this phase and you were watching these things, did you deep down know that you didn't like it, or were you just... No, I was, I was learning. I was in a state of, I was in a state of learning about, which I am still in, about like what the world is. And I did like them, but I wouldn't lie. I like, I, I, I won't lie to myself when I'm like, I like the tabloids. I love the tabloids. I want to read that crap. I love them. <laughs> uh, I, hey, I'm with you. Well, I mean, it's dessert. You know, you do all that hard, like, intellectual work, and then you, like... This is also... I'm ripping off a movie with Sean Connery in it with the kid who goes to learn about, how like, his favorite author, and then he reads the tabloids, and he says, This is my dessert. Um, <laughs> but it is that it's like a perfect, it's a perfect line. It's true. You yeah. know, I, uh, I used to get all those like us weekly magazines. I love those. I love reading them. I like the Royals too. I like reading about the Royals always up to, um, something proper. What's something proper? They're just royal, so they have to be proper. That's what I mean. Oh. Like, <laughs> punctilious, you know? How's uh, Megan and Harry doing? Megan and Harry? Yeah. Oh, I think they're in California with, like, a... Like, a... Some kind of King Charles Spaniel, and, like, maybe there's a baby. Probably... Oh, no, they moved to California. Oh. Did they ever move to Canada? Yeah, they were in B.C. for a bit. Okay. This is, like, old news. Come on. Get, oh, okay. Resubscribe to OK already. <laughs> Sorry, there's... There's other things that are eclipsing the royals right now, I feel like. Like what? <laughs> What's more important than the royals? I mean, this is just... This isn't a choice of mine. This is what the news is presenting me with. Mm -hmm. I should like to tune it out and just focus on the royals. Yeah, that's that's what the royals are for. Tuning out. <laughs> just look at his ears. Prince Charles's ears. Just look at him. Meditate. How's he still alive? Well, he's younger than the queen. He's like... 10 years young. Oh, oh, no, I'm thinking of Prince Philip, right? That's Prince Philip is dad. the queen's, yeah, his dad. And he's still alive, right? Yeah, but he's the secret royal. No one no one pays attention to him. I feel like they should. I feel like he's got things to say. He's probably so far in his dotage that, like, <laughs> it'd just be like, he just like porridge dribbling out of his mouth or something. Have you okay, I I watched this YouTube series and they would interview the chef for the royal family. Mm-hmm. And like everything that they would cook and the queen doesn't like any flavors, like she doesn't like any spice or garlic is too much flavor. 
he loved cooking for Princess Di because I think she was vegan and she always wanted to like try all these new recipes and apparently the queen hated all of that food and he told this story where he mistook Prince Philip for the gardener because he came in and wanted food and he was like dressed in his I don't know gumboots or whatever wellies he mistook him yeah his wellies and he thought he was the gardener well, fair enough. No one knows. No one's. I haven't seen him in the press in ages. No one cares about him. He's like the ultimate cuck. <laughs> I care about him. Well, you're the only one in the whole world. He's the ultimate cuck. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put out a magazine that just focuses on Philip. Actually, that that could be a really good endeavor. Yeah, he's actually he's probably really like. I withdraw the cut comments. He's probably just like the happiest camper in the whole world. Like, he does whatever he wants. No one cares about him. He's like married to a queen, but he's not a king, and he just like wanders around like probably smelling like marigolds or something, and like. It's like a notebook of like bad poetry no one will ever read, but he's probably very content. He's of like, he's content. what's for dinner tonight? Roast beef? Yeah. Awesome. He has all of the benefits, but he, has, he does nothing. Like, I would say one of the worst parts for them would probably be in the limelight, and he's not at all. Yeah, he's, oh my God, he's the luckiest son of a... Ever. He's a hero. Wait, how is this? How has he escaped this? Because, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't even exist. Or maybe he is just actually, like, that born of a human that, like, they tried to follow him. They're like, oh, this is not worth it. He's like he's like just picking his nose on like a stone bench somewhere. <laughs> but that should make news. That should make news if you're Prince Philip. Well, we'll never know. He will never go down in the annals of history. <laughs> Your Prince Philip magazine. Oh God. What what was that thing? What did you call them? Zines? Back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> that trend didn't stick. I'm just trying to think what it would be called. <laughs> Prince Philip, okay. Like <laughs> a question mark if I did okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Prince Philip, okay. <laughs> It could be, like, full of conspiracy theories and be like, um, I don't know if Prince Philip is still alive. Nobody would know that. Nobody, Nobody would. probably even confirm that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What, is, what has Britain been up to? <laughs> Murdering their queen husband. I don't know what you call him. He's not a king. Wow. Power move on the queen right there. <laughs> I'm sure he just prefers 
He's basically just like a guy who makes babies with the queen. How many kids did they have? Oh, that's hard. Um, also, this is weird that the conversation went here, but it's funny. Um, <laughs> um, there's the one who hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, there's the, the one with the ears. Is that Prince Charles? Who's going to be king? The one who married Lady D? Yes. That's all I know. Okay. And then I think there's like two daughters. Also, could you imagine? I don't think I've ever seen a picture of the queen pregnant. Yeah. Maybe they're just clones. Well, hang on a minute. <laughs> Are you Googling? No, I'm just thinking. <laughs> Not to say I look at a lot of pictures of the queen, but I can't recall ever seeing her pregnant. Well, I guess it was before our time, like way before our time. <laughs> that would have been like but 40 still, years ago. Okay, yes, but I feel like I see more older pictures of the Queen than recent pictures. Yeah, but maybe the Queen never had a baby. Maybe it's all laboratory, petri dishes. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say too much. It's the queen. I might get assassinated, you know? Maybe she couldn't, maybe she couldn't leave her house when she was pregnant. Oh. Maybe it was too dangerous. There's probably, like, rules. Yeah. Weird royal rules. Yeah, like, they can't fly in the same plane. So maybe she wasn't allowed to leave her house. Whatever, she's got like a bunch of babies, it's weird. None of them or did any... Or does she? <laughs> or does she? Maybe that's why she loves her job so much. I think she's a pretty cool, pretty cool gal, to be honest. Like, probably very cruel, but pretty cool. I think, like, if you came at the queen, she would probably kill you, like herself like security aside she'd probably just be like i've got a shotgun bam you're dead i don't know i don't think she would care enough she she could she could kill anybody if she wanted i mean she probably has killed many people like through um by proxy by what like giving the nod <laughs> yeah just like a nod like here we go like you visit the queen and then you, and like you're chewing gum or something and then she like nods to somebody and they're like and then you leave and you're like you're knighted but then like oops nope <laughs> you're dead I don't I truly don't think the queen would do that I think I don't think she cares like she just seems like a very I don't know removed person 
Well, if I was the queen, I would knight everybody. I would just go... No, I would knight everybody. I'd just go nuts. I'd be like, you, you're knighted. I'd like make everybody a sir or a mat okay. or a dame. I would just, I would go nuts. I wouldn't stop. Right. People Look. would love that. You'd be a very beloved king or queen. I have like a, a theory. I know it's, it's terrible, but like, I think the best form of government is a benevolent dictator. The problem is it only exists if you have a benevolent dictator and it only lasts for a benevolent dictator's lifetime. So as soon as that ends, it turns corrupt. But what if you replace them with another? Benevolent dictator? Yeah. It wouldn't happen. Like, can you keep going with it? No, because... Because humans are greedy and power corrupts people. So, like, you could only have that for, like, one short period of peace. And then it would be, like, some evil person, and then it would perpetuate more evil. Oh. Because I was going to say, I think that'd be good for that time period, but I guess that it will create more evil then. I don't know if that's worth it. Yeah, it's not really worth it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's Just, worth it. Scrap that idea. Scrap it. Yeah. Yeah, keep that theory to yourself. I'm not telling anyone. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't have more evil. No, well, you have to have a balance. Otherwise, there would be no reason to be good. No. People need something to counterbalance themselves. They have to feel superior. So you think people are only good because people are evil? Like, is this like they just want to be better than the evil people? Yeah. A lot of people. Like, there's a huge amount of people who don't have uh, an innate sense of the right thing or, like, or kindness in them, and they just behave um, in a certain way. I'm talking about Karens, I guess. So that <laughs> so that they can be above others. But they're not doing it. They're not doing it because they feel, or their emotions, or their thoughts, or their soul is aligned in that way. They're doing it because they want society to see them as something other than what they are. But then those, I mean, those people aren't evil, but then they're not good either. Like, it's not coming from a true place. No, they're automatons, basically. Are what? Automatons. Like, they're, they're just basically robots, like, who, who don't have an inner life. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay. Just a thought. That's that's what I think about a lot of people. Not you though, definitely not you. Okay, thank you. You've got a spark. I don't want to be a robot. <laughs> You're definitely not a robot. <laughs>
You're a lot of fun. Thank you. So, other than, like, covering everything in plastic at school, mm -hmm. like, I know you're everyone's favorite librarian. Mm -hmm. Um. This is true. <laughs> I'm the only librarian, but <laughs> it doesn't make it any less true. <laughs> Well, some people don't like their librarians. Actually, you know what? I have never not liked a librarian. Okay, I, every time I meet someone new, mm -hmm. I don't know if they're just saying this when they're like, what do you do? And I tell them, but everybody says that they loved their librarian. Why, 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 why wouldn't you? This is somebody who, um, helps you find... Okay, I'm, I'm like, crazy about books, so I'm sorry it took me so long to read Kafka on the Shore, but, like, I had a huge list, so I had to go through them all. Um, but, like, books. There's somebody who's giving you books, an escape from this whole world, and, like, a huge... Um, like, there are adventures in your head. So, like, who wouldn't love a librarian? I don't know. There's no reason not to. Like, even, like, I, a lot of my students aren't readers. And even then, it's still, like, I'm no threat to students. Like, I'm just your librarian. Like, I'm not giving you grades. I'm not phoning home to your parents. I'm just your friendly librarian. There's no reason not, not to like me. It's like Spider-Man. Like, I'm just, I'm very, like, I'm in the middle. I'm very neutral. I don't make you do work. I don't even make you read if you don't want to. Which, I guess, maybe that's not good. <laughs> No, no, no. You shouldn't make anyone do anything they don't want to. It'll make them resent things. Right. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, I don't read now because I have to in middle school. Yeah. Now I'm illiterate and uncultured and still this forest as well. Yeah, it's like, um, you should encourage people to do things, but you shouldn't force them to do things. so sweet. What book was it? I was just like, it's not a good book. It was just a middle school book. Okay. Just like a, like a sappy um, romance middle school book. Well, it was a good book for her. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't consider it a good book, but I knew she would. Well, then you're... about this, like, girl who's, like, discovering herself when she's young, and she's, like, discovering that she likes women and that sort of thing. Oh, a coming-of-age tale. Yeah, those are, those are pink in middle school. 
Well, I used to leave. I used to read like Dragonlance or whatever it was called. Dragonlance. Yeah, it was like this like fantasy stuff, and there was like elves and stuff. It was like, you know, whatever. And there was like dragons are still huge. Well, yeah, then it's never going away. But then I grew up and started reading literature. And now I'm... No, I just... I just... Just discovered it. Now I'm pretentious, so... It's great. I'm sorry, I dropped my phone. Oh, that's okay. There's no need to apologize. So you're still librarying. Yep. Well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, a lot of my friends are teachers or work in the school system. And they're all kind of like, kind of stressed out about it right now. It's really odd, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, I don't know, like, I feel very upset by the way they're handling things, so. Yeah, I saw that on the internet. Anyway, like, the first time, like, we went into this, like, lockdown phase, which happened exactly on my birthday. Nothing good ever happens on my birthday. It's a real thing. Um... <laughs> You sent me uh, a mail delivery yes. of uh, your favorite book, Kafka on the Shore, mm -hmm. and an ashtray you made shaped like a fish, because I'm a Pisces, which is yeah. a very nice, beautiful ashtray that you made. Um, but I read Kafka on the Shore, and I'm going to sum it up right now, <laughs> and you can laugh. But it's about a teenager and I love Murakami. And it's classic Murakami. Um, what else have you read by him? Just uh, 1989. That's what it's called. 1Q84? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, Kafka on the Shore, spoiler alert, is about a teenager that kills his father runs away, meets um, a transsexual, are you allowed to say that? Is that the word? Well, he's transgender. Transgendered, that's the word. Um, and who has hypoglycemia? What is the word for that? Does he? What's that? Um, like the thing where if you cut yourself, your blood doesn't Coagulate. I'm not too sure of the name for that. I forget, but I know it. It's hypo something. Anyway, and he gives him a job. And then he has sex with his mom. Mm -hmm. And then he has sex with his sister. Yeah. 
And then he goes to a faraway village that's in an alternate universe. It's it's actually like a really great story. <laughs> Keep going. Um I just want to remember what the word for when your blood won't coagulate. Um No, no, no. It's it's no, it's a syndrome. It's like something you have you're born with. You're not anemic. It's just What's anemic then? Anemic is a low low amount of iron in your blood. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can just take you can just eat a steak for that. It's yeah. Um and then so it's it's just very uh, Mirakami. Very like it's like Western mythicism mixed with Eastern ridiculousness. Yeah, I always think it's interesting because I don't know if he writes for these to be translated. I don't think he originally did, but he has so much Western pop culture references in it, but also like classic tra- traditional Japanese folklore myths or okay well he actually I read I read a lot about him he never read Japanese literature he just read oh, Western literature he also owned a jazz club in um, Tokyo he probably still does but he loves westernism uh, okay so much and that's why also like if you read his books there's always references to uh american jazz artists right yeah there's a lot of it it's like it's it's ridiculous and um it's not ridiculous it's nice um but that that book actually i know it's your favorite book and because you told me um (laughs) and i'm glad you lent it to me and i really liked reading it but it's it's just like he makes up these he's like well where are we gonna go okay we'll just go here like he just make like there's no he doesn't have like it's not that there's no plot it's just like he's like i don't care what happens and i love that about it about his works yeah he goes in and out of like these ridiculous kind of supernatural worlds where all this weird stuff is happening and then the next two pages will just be like the most mundane thing mm-hmm. like sometimes it's just like nothing is even happening I know but it's still pretty I know that's why I like it <laughs> yeah he's a hero <laughs> like the way he writes about just like eating food it's so beautiful yeah and also do you notice that all the characters in all of his books eat the most boring meals yeah it's like i think that he doesn't really like food that much as a person he describes it in such detail though because he hates he i think he thinks eating is a chore as a person I think he thinks eating is a chore, and that's why he describes it in such detail. Because 
people who love eating don't describe food in detail. They're just like, that was good. I want more. But like, if you're sitting there eating something and you're bored while you're doing it, but you're eating it because you have to eat food, you're going to describe it in detail. Just a theory. Or maybe he just loves food that much. But then I think he would be eating more interesting food. So I think you're probably right. I think in your region would. He describes for like a whole chapter this guy's eating cucumbers that he wraps in dry seaweed and nori and dips it in soya sauce. Well, that sounds amazing. Such detail about that. I could totally eat nori and cucumber and soy sauce right now. Right? Yeah. I was actually thinking about ordering a sushi today. Ooh, that'd be very appropriate. Yeah, well, it was my plan, but then I looked at. <laughs> Then I looked at my uh, bank account, and I was like, maybe not. Nah, another day. Just, and, just eat your cucumbers and soy sauce. Yeah. Ugh, that sounds... I would love... I love soy sauce. So, how long do you think you're going to have to keep your books covered in plastic? This is such a weird situation. Like, do you work... Okay, so the students come in every, like, three days, right? Or something? No. So we have grade six, seven, and eight. So starting tomorrow, Mm -hmm. the sixes are still there every day, but then the seven and eights are alternate days. So half of them come days one, three, and five, and then the others come the other day on the even days. God. This yeah. is this is so weird. Yeah. So, but you can't fit them otherwise, so I think that's probably a good call. I mean, but and it's a... they all they all have like little shields on their desks and little like basically their desks are now cubicles and like have to get rid of all the tables and just have desks and yeah, it's oh, sad. I wish I knew this was coming. I wouldn't. I would have invested in plexiglass. <laughs> it would have been a good time. I'd be rich. Oh well, but the like at this point, like part of part of being in school is skipping classes, like. Yeah, there's nowhere to go to skip classes. I know, it's no fun. Even just, like, going out for lunch, they have nowhere to go anymore. Yeah, you can't go to the subway one at a time. No. So lame. too much time, then you're late for class, and then it's a whole thing, and Wow. The world is funny. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really bizarre time to be in school. Where is the queen in all of this? Yeah, what is she doing about this? Probably just like doing that little queen wave. From inside, because I'm sure she doesn't go outside right now. 
Oh, she's probably like out shooting deer or something. She likes to yeah, shoot. Yeah, I guess she has enough room to continue her normal activities. Yeah, well, I mean, I, her life was already like COVID safe pre COVID, so. <laughs> that, is, that is true. She has been prepared for this for a long time. We should go down like a conspiracy rabbit hole and say like, oh, the queen, it was the queen's idea. (laughs) She probably has a massive bubble. There's probably so many people in her bubble. Just security guards and like, like, I don't know. That's it. What does she do? Drink tea all day? I don't know. If you were the queen, what would you do all day? I could do anything, though. Yeah, but... Like, does she have it? She doesn't really have any duties right now, does she? Duties? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't know. Honestly, I'd probably just do the same thing. I'd probably just, like, instead of watching TV and reading books in my apartment. I'd probably just do it in fucking Impala. <laughs> That's probably what the queen does. <laughs> well, we have so much in common, her and I. Yeah, you could be a queen of a country. You know I mean, I'm not I saying think... that you're not a queen, but you could be a queen of a country. Yeah, like, I still feel like it's it's not fair to Philip. Or maybe it's so fair to Philip. Maybe Philip made the choice to be the, the ghost in the closet. And he was just like, hey, babe, count me out? Yeah, maybe he was just like, I don't want to be a part of this. I'll just, I'll just give you some sperm. First, well, we're still not, we're still not sure she carried those children we have there's no there's no photographic evidence you're right not that i've seen and i can't google it because i'm using my phone to talk to you so and you and you read the tabloids you would know well i i twitter tabloid i guess so yeah i would know but i like in my whole lifetime i've never really that's never been a, a subject in the tabloids it's like pregnant queen pictures now i'm really curious that's totally what i'm doing after we get off the phone i'm googling (laughs) pregnant queen (laughs) i actually am not googling that that will be a weird (laughs) i I don't want to know what comes up when i google that what if just nothing like google has zero results like they just wiped it clean I'll have to bing it then. I'll ask Jeeves. <laughs> Hell no. No, he's British. He'll be on their side. <laughs> he probably works for them. You know, like, to become a butler, it's like this intense, expensive schooling? Yes. Yeah, I just talked to somebody who's like, Grandpa was a butler. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, for real. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what did they say about their butler ransom? Well, 
just like that was his job. That's what he did. Was he a good butler though? Because so. butlering is actually running a whole household. It's like managing all the servants in a house. It's not just being like, uh, Mr. Batman, I don't think you should do this anymore. <laughs> like, it's like a really big accounting job. It's, it's a huge job. <laughs> I guess it depends on who hires you, though. Well, usually it's what a rich... If you're the, what if you're the only butler? Like, what if no one works under you? Well, I I don't think that's really butlering. That's just uh, being... I think... Uh, I don't... I'm not sure. <laughs> also, the word butler... <laughs> it's sexual. <laughs> By that alone, I would Oh, he would butler you so good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, weird. You know, you forgot about the whole second, like, half of the book. What, where he goes to, like, the cabin? Well, no, the whole, like, the second story with, um... What's his name? Nakata? I don't remember the names. What's the second story? And he talks to Cass and he meets uh, Johnny Walker and... um, Oh, what is that? Um, Oh, yeah, Johnny Walker. Yeah, the Kentucky Fried Guy. What's his name? Yeah, but I always felt like that was like a KFC dude. Uh, Colonel Sanders. I always thought that was kind of like a dream state, but I guess it's not. Well, I don't... I can't really tell what's dream state and what's not in there. Because it it all ties together. Like, I guess... Isn't that weird how he's so good at that? Tying these weird-ass things together? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Walker, the evil guy. I forgot about that. Yeah, which is... Johnny Walker does. No, Johnny Walker is his father, and the Kata, or whatever his name is, the guy who can talk to Kat, he kills him. Oh, and Johnny Walker's just... just remember, and then Kafka wakes up, and he's also covered in blood, and it's like, well, what really happened? Oh my god, Murakami, you're so... Uh. Yeah, and they go to the library in the end. And then um, his trucker friend. Oh, I forgot about that whole part where they have to search it down. The trucker friend. Yeah. yeah. And they have to find the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That book is crazy. Yeah. And then he knows, like, he goes there and he knows um, the old librarian. Yeah, who is his mom, who comes in yeah. the window as a ghost when she's 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she fell in love with the dude. But the dude died. I forget how the dude died. I can't remember either. War. I think it was, it was a, a war. Death. I it was. That. It was something it was like, senseless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then he goes and he 
maybe it was, I don't know. I can't remember, but but yeah, all the book together. the book was an adventure. That's basically it was a really good book. Okay, do you remember? Do you remember the part where they're at Johnny Walker's place and he's making the flute out of capsules, and so he's murdering these cats, and then there's a bunch of cat heads in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's he's stealing cat souls. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think about this a little too often, but the first time I was reading that, I didn't know that part was coming up. Mm-hmm. And the person, I like when people reach me, so I asked the person <laughs> to reach me. <laughs> we were just at that part. So they're reading out loud, like, these cats being murdered. I was like, oh, no, this is... <laughs> This is not good. This is not the right book to choose for someone to read out loud to you. <laughs> There's a lot of wildness in that book. That's for sure. Yeah. It's almost like there's like a lot of disturbing parts in it. To me, at least. I, I'm, I'm rarely disturbed when I read things, but if I saw a, a visual of that, I would probably poop my pants or like hide behind the couch that's what i do when i watch horror movies hide behind the couch in the scary parts that's too much effort for me i just like pull the blanket up over my eyes but same idea i'm also afraid of behind couches because in twin peaks bob comes out from behind a couch oh my god now i can't hide behind the couch anymore that has always that has always terrified me ever since i watched that him coming up from behind the couch. Ooh, just thinking about it. Ooh. Did you watch the uh like the newer episodes of Twin Peaks? I did. I haven't yet. I've been meaning to. I I didn't understand the thing. That's the whole point. It's David Lynch. But like to a point where it almost wasn't enjoyable for me to watch. Oh, okay, he took it too far again. For me, for me. I'm sure like I don't know. I I loved the original. And I think the parts that made me love the original weren't in the new one. Were the were the same actors in it? Most of them, yeah. Okay. But it just didn't have that mix of um like it was scary and confusing, but it didn't have as much of like the lighthearted sweetness. Like the fish in the percolator thing? Fish in the percolator. Yeah, there was no, there was no moments like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, so all the charm was gone. I felt that way. Yes. Well, maybe I'll watch it one day. Maybe I won't. <laughs> I think if you liked the original, maybe it's worth it. I don't know. It wasn't for me personally. I love the original, but I don't really care that much. Um, usually remakes aren't very well done. Um, I am, we're running out of time, but before I go, since you're a wonderful librarian and I have nothing really to do, could you recommend me some books and also to whoever's listening? There's a really great middle years book. I don't know who would want to read this. 
if you're an adult. But it, it is good. You can enjoy it as an adult. But it's called The Barren Grounds, and it's by David Robertson, and he's a Winnipeg author. And so the book takes place in Winnipeg, and it's about these kids who come from up north, and they're in a foster family here, and then they basically go into, like, this Narnia-type world in their foster home and escape into it. And it talks about, like, a lot of um, Indigenous um, traditions and hunting and stuff like that, and it's it's very cool. Okay, that that's... That's great. I'm sure people will love to hear about that. It also, is a really cool book. And I'm also reading, I just finished that, and right now I'm reading, it's called The Library Book, and it's about the L.A. library fire from, I don't know, 84, in the 80s sometime, and it burnt the entire library down. What, this is ex- Alexandria in, in the U.S. of A.? You know, because they, yeah, they burnt down the library in Alexandria that had all the old knowledge in it, in the, oh. when, oh. yeah. Yes, yes it is. They actually, they actually talk about that. They compare it to it. But yeah, so this woman, like it's a, it's a nonfiction, and this woman, I guess, in the last couple of years, she moves to LA, and then she meets this librarian, and he's telling her the story of how the library burnt down, and they never caught anybody who did it, and so she kind of does her own investigation into it, but it mainly just talks about, like, the characters and patrons and librarians who were there and experienced it, and it was very interesting. This one librarian, she was so sad, she wore white. I don't know why white, but she only wore white. I think it's because they were cleaning up the library, and she got ash all over herself, and she wore white for the next, like, five years of her life. Wild. And this other guy described it as the saddest day of his life. The second saddest being when his father passed away. Whoa. Yeah. So people were really affected by it, and that's what she talks about. Well, I mean, if you love books, you love books. Yeah. People need things to be passionate about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. I'm gonna stop recording right now. And that was Taryn, and we had a good chat. And this is Kip interviews his friends. I hope you liked it. Sexy, sexy, sexy. <laughs> Thank you, Cords.